Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. You guys know that Pastora, she brought the fire last week. Fuego caliente. Muy caliente. That was some fire last week, honey. She told us last week, she said, wait, wait patiently. Ella nos dijo que espere pesimiente. That means wait patiently. I don't know if you guys remember when she talked about how she told the kids, our kids, what does be, be patient mean? And they're like, Okay, mom. He's like, be nice. Wait patiently. Be nice. Yeah. But she, she brought up Psalms chapter 62, 5 through 7, and she said, my soul waits silently for God alone. And if y'all missed it, no sé qué estás haciendo con tu vida. If y'all missed it, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Also last week, was the first week of growth groups. Yeah, primera semana de grupos de crecimiento. How many of y'all made last week? How many of y'all made it last week? ¿Cuántos de ustedes asistieron? A couple of people. Anybody understand Spanish? No? How many of y'all plan on making it today? Ah, good. I promise you don't want to miss out. No te lo quieres perder. Now, this is the direction that the Lord is going to take us and he's leading us here as a church. Y esta es la dirección que el Señor nos está guiando con iglesia. It is necessary for us to understand our purpose as Christians. I'll say that again. It is necessary for us to understand our purpose as Christians. Necesitamos entender nuestro propósito como cristianos. It is important, muy importante, we receive this teaching. Recibamos esta ensenada. So let's turn to Matthew chapter 7 and 14. And I promise I won't be with before you guys too long. I know some of you right now in your spirit said, now pastor, you, want, you lying in church. I won't be too long, I promise. Matthew chapter 7, 14, if you don't have your Bibles, look on your phones. If not, you can look on the Sky Bible. And it reads this. Because broad is the gate. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Because narrow is the gate. And difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Let that sink in for a minute. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few, few that find it. Now, most of us are familiar with the cross. La mayoría de nosotros estamos familiarizados con la cruz. And on this cross, 
Jesus Christ was crucified as our substitute. En esta cruz, Jesucristo fue crucificado como nuestro sustituto. He laid his life down for us. El dio su vida por nosotros. His blood was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. That's, that's, that's a good amen point right there. Su sangría fue dermada por el perdón de nosotros pecados. Not only that, the Bible says that God laid on Jesus Christ the iniquity of us all. Dios impuso a Jesucristo la iniquidad de todos nosotros. Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away our sins and all the sins of the world. And by confession and baptism, we are identifying with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He becomes our substitute. We enter into his finished work. We are made one with him on the cross. Entramos en su obra terminada. Somos hechos uno con él uh, ahí en la cruz. But we need to remember, there are two sides to every coin. Or should I say, there are two sides of every cross. Hay dos caras para una moneda y hay dos lados de la cruz. There was another side of this cross, another dimension, the same truth, which is not well known and is hardly preached at all to anybody. Many of us have settled to embrace the sinner's cross. We've confessed Jesus Christ as our Savior. We've accepted him as our substitute. But that's just one side of the cross. And like I said before, There's two sides to every cross. And the Apostle Peter alludes to these two sides, the two-fold work of the cross in 1 Peter 2 and 21. And he says this, For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Christ suffered for us. That's the first aspect of the cross. But he also left us an example. That's the second aspect that we need to see. Too many of us are seeing just one side of the cross. So the work of the cross is two-sided. Number one, Jesus Christ is our substitute. Secondly, he's also our example. In the first case, Jesus Christ took up the cross. In the second case, we take up our own cross. In the first, the first work of the cross is for the sinner. The second work of the cross is for the disciple. And Jesus said this, that the way to life is through a narrow gate and difficult is the path. The gate is only the beginning of everybody's journey. May I say it again, and maybe you don't understand. Maybe... The gate 
is not just a part of the path that you need to walk. So many, let me just look at it this way. Have you ever walked into a house that there's a door and you know that if you open up the door, there's something else got to be behind that door? You guys with me? But so many people want to see a door and think that's it. I've, I've accepted the door, but the door's got to lead to somewhere else. But so many Christians just want to accept Jesus Christ as the door, but not understand that he says, guess what? I am also your Lord, but guess what? I'm, I mean, I'm your Savior, but I'm also your Lord. We'll talk about it. The gate is only the beginning of the journey. It's not the destination. It's got to be more than just the door. It's got to be a destination with the door. Matthew 7 and 14 says this. Once again, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few that find it. So we must have both the gate and the path. One is not complete without the other. Once we are through the gate, there's got to be a path for us to walk. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it today. The gate makes it possible for us to walk the path, but the gate is incomplete without the path. The life is at the end of the path, not at the beginning. This corresponds to both sides of the cross. The sinner's cross is the gate because Jesus is my substitute. He died on my behalf. Nobody here has that problem. Yes, Jesus is my substitute. He died for, for my sins on the cross. And, and, and some of us stop right there at that point. Yes, I'm a Christian. I believe Jesus died on the cross. Well, you know what? The devil believes that Jesus Christ died on the cross. He was there. The demons see it. They believe in God and Jesus. However you want to look at it. But guess what? It says, but even they tremble. Jesus is the gate. He's the door. And he gives us a path by his example. So many people want to get you to the, the altar just so you could pray a sinner's prayer but never want to take time out to disciple you and show you Jesus' walk. John 10 and 7 says this. Then said Jesus unto them again, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. I am the door of the sheep that they may enter in. No man, this is... The, no man comes to the Father but through me, through the Son, through him. He's the door. You guys with me on that? There's a door that we got to go through to get somewhere. If you're trying to get to the Father, you got to get through the door. Through. Jesus says the way to life is through the narrow gate and a difficult path. The narrow gate is Christ. That's the narrow gate. That's the small door. It's narrow because Jesus is the only way. Can I just tell you, there is no other way. 
He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the door. He is the gate. The narrow gate. But why is the path so difficult? Partly because it's much easier, much more appealing to accept Jesus Christ as our substitute than accept him as our example. Well, we'll sit down. We'll sit down and we love about Jesus paying for our sins. It's kind of like me going, hey, let's go eat. I'm, I'm paying for everything. Everybody wants that. But you didn't realize that, look, I'm paying for it. But guess what? You're going to have to wash the dishes. There's work that needs to be done. There's work. I'm going to state this differently. It's much more appealing to accept Jesus as Savior than to accept him as Lord. There's a difference between Savior and Lord. With a simple prayer, I can acknowledge Jesus Christ as Savior and my substitute, but to make him my example and my Lord, you actually have to walk in the same footsteps that Jesus did. Why? In the first case, I simply embrace the sinner's cross and everything is done for me. You don't have to do anything. That's why the altars get full sometimes because people get emotional and people go, you got to come up. Let me, let me just, let's, let's just say the sinner's prayer. I, and I sit down and I reach in my pocket and I pull out um, a script. You know, actors. You guys with me? They got a script. Some people remember, memorize a script. I think the, the, the Latin, is it the Latin word for, for actors is hypocrite? Did you, guys, did you guys know that? You ever see the faces that people hide behind? Okay. But in the second case, I must make, the second case, I have to take up a disciple's cross and actually follow in the steps of the master. Everyone wants a savior, but nobody wants a Lord. Everybody wants to be saved. I think it was uh, the prophet, a well-known prophet, uh, locally prophet, um, E-40. I believe he said, I want to be saved. I'm sorry. I'm random. But so many people want to be saved. You know why? Because it's easy for me to sit down and tell you that you're saved because Jesus paid for it all. And now guess what? It's like somebody giving you a ticket that says this, a get out of jail free card. I got a ticket to heaven. And so many of us want to embrace what Jesus done, but nobody wants to listen to what Jesus told us. He said, pick up your cross and follow me. It only takes a moment, a second, to pass through the gate. It only takes a moment. But walking the path takes a lifetime. You could sit down and say the sinner's prayers a hundred times, but I guess what? Well, watch this. 
Maybe you never even actually said the sinner's prayer. But I could tell that there's going to be fruit in your life uh, of what's happening in your life because you're starting to walk the path that God has made, laid for you. That you're following his example. In the book of Matthew, Jesus told of his coming crucifixion. And guess what? Y'all know Peter, the apostle Peter. He objected to the death of the Lord. Jesus wanted to prevent the crucifixion. You guys know the whole thing. Jesus responded to him. He says, listen, listen, the master is going to be crucified. But anyone who who wants to follow after me, guess what? You're going to have to pick up your cross and follow me. I'll just read what it says in Matthew chapter 16. 24 says, then Jesus said to his disciples, when Jesus said to his disciples, <laughs> he said to his disciples, so many of us are disciples. I'm sorry. You need to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, not your pastor. You guys don't even want to hear this stuff. You ain't going to hear this teaching today because I want to, I want to set you guys free. I'm not your Lord. I've been called to preach the word of God, but I'm not your Lord. I'm not Holy Spirit Junior. I'm not. You guys hear me. God is calling us all to be disciples, to pick up our own crosses and follow him. We were saying it just now. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me or follow me, A lot of us here know what following is because so many people are following people on social media. And that's not even following at all. You just being nosy. (laughs) If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Oh, that really hurts us when it comes down to self-preservation. Because in, in this whole life right now, we are trying to save our own lives. How? I need money. I need houses. I need a job. I need this. I need that. Jesus says, no, 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 no. If you really want to find your life, lose it. And if you're going to lose it, lose it for my sake. But if you do lose it for my sake, you will be saved. Jesus was referring to discipleship. He first talked about his cross. Then he spoke to them about their cross. Do you think Jesus is talking to you today about your cross? Because everybody here already knows about Jesus' cross. We see many statues and everything else with Jesus walking with a cross on his back. We see pictures of Jesus on the cross. But sometimes we need to sit down and get a mental picture of what cross we need to carry. Peter eventually learned this lesson. The same time we we learned it as well. Jesus is both my substitute and both my example. Jesus is both my Savior and my Lord. If there is any doubt that there is a lack of power, a lack of joy, and a lack of faithfulness, and a lack of spirit and truth today, we need to examine 
a person's ultimate attitude towards the cross. Why is the church, especially after 2020, why do you think the church by itself right now is lacking power? Because look what's happened. I'm not even talking about COVID. I'm talking about what happened to the church. It had nothing to do with the, uh, a virus. It had to do with the lack of discipleship. We need to see that the cross isn't something Jesus saved you from. It's something Jesus saved you for. <laughs> All of us in here, I don't ever want to be. No, 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 no. Don't think that Jesus saved you or saved you for, for um, or saved you from being on the cross. He saved you for the cross. The fruit and the lack thereof tells the whole story. For there will never will be a, 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 a example that Jesus has given us that we can't follow. Jesus gave us an example to follow. He didn't ask us to do something he didn't already do. We have to embrace. When Jesus climbed up on the cross, he didn't scream about it. He didn't yell about it. He embraced it. He embraced the cross and what was getting ready to happen next. Now, the question will be, of course, and it will arise, can Jesus be our Savior but not our Lord? Can I accept salvation but not discipleship? Can I enter the gate but not walk the path? And an underlying concern is really this. Can I pray the sinner's prayer and live any way I please and still go to heaven when I die? Well, Pastor, you ain't the judge and jury. You can't judge me. I'm not. But I will tell you this, and people always say this, you ain't the fruit inspector. <laughs> you ever hear that? You ain't the fruit inspector. I don't need to have the job of a fruit inspector to know that a tree has fruit on it or not. I'm, oh, so a tree that has leaves and has an apple on it, I bet you that's an apple tree. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? We see, we see so many saints nowadays that profess that they're Christians and have no fruit. Fruitless Christians. And you still think, if you're not showing any fruit, do you really think that you are going to get to go to heaven? That ain't got nothing to do with me. It's in the book. What do you think Jesus did when he was hungry? He desired to eat of something, and he looked off in the distance. Don't you know the man from Galilee? He cursed a fig tree. Ow. You got to be from the building to know. Sorry. Jesus was hungry. He looked, he looked off in the distance. He saw a tree from a distance, kind of like some Christians we know. We see Christians from a distance, and they look like a Christian from the distance. But Jesus, I'm trying to, you guys get this. When Jesus got close, when Jesus was coming close, when the time is coming, no man knows when Jesus is coming. 
and he's coming because he's trying to find a fruit tree. He wants something to eat. He has a desire to be with his people. He saw the fruit of the fig tree. He gets to it, and guess what? There was nothing on the fruit tree. And he cursed it. He says, when I come back here the next time, there ain't no fruit on this tree. Cut it off and throw it in the fire. Let me tell you about another guy. Everybody knows him. I think he's out on SoundCloud. I think he's called the Rich Young Ruler. Okay, you guys just don't, you guys don't get it. <laughs> the rich young ruler came to Jesus with the same exact concern. He goes, what must I do to inherit eternal life? It's the rich young ruler. He said, what must I do, Jesus? His primary concern for the rich young ruler was this. How can I get eternal life? How can I make it to heaven, Jesus? For many Christians, it's the same thing. The ultimate objective for Christians, Christians, is this. Can I get to heaven? That's what everybody in here right now, that's the whole thing. Some people think just because I, get, because I go to church, it makes me good. None is good. All have sinned and, and fallen short of the glory of God. This ain't about me getting a, a, a ticket. It's about receiving what Jesus has done and then following in the path that he has prepared for us. And in actuality, Jesus said something comparatively a little, just very little bit about going to heaven when you die. But he had a quite a bit to say about being obedient to the will of God and producing fruit while you still are living here on the earth. The rich young ruler, he wanted to be saved, but Jesus offered him discipleship, but not salvation. Do you guys catch that? The rich young ruler, he wanted to get to heaven, and Jesus answered him. He didn't go, you can, you can have eternal life. No, he offered him discipleship. Okay, you going to believe me? Mark chapter 10. Then Jesus, looking at the rich young ruler, looking at him, I like this part, loved him like I'm loving on you today because sometimes it's kind of hard to hear the truth because love will tell the truth love ain't about what you think love ain't about how what you feel but the truth is the truth and it always stays the truth the truth doesn't change it's the same yesterday today and forever and it says and Jesus loved him and said to him one thing you lack go your way Sell whatever you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come take up the, your cross and follow me. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter into the kingdom of God. There's so much to unpack here, but I just want to share something real quick with you. He said this, go sell whatever you have to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven. Do you realize it said he had great possessions? 
He had great possessions. He was rich. Saints of God, I'm here to tell you today that some of the things that you possess, you really think you don't, you don't possess. You think you got stuff that's for you. No, it possesses you. It controls you. What do you, what do you mean? So let me help you out with the Christian word. When a person has an unclean spirit in them, we use the word they're possessed. That means they're controlling you. It doesn't take an unclean spirit to, con- to control you. It could be your house. It could be your job. It could be somebody you uh, are dating or even married to that's controlling you. You don't want to hear this, but I'm looking at you and loving on you right now. <laughs> he had great possessions. How do I know that he was possessed by what he had? Because what he had had him. And Jesus knew it. And Jesus said, look, you got to get to basically what we put. We need to get him exercised. We need to clean, get that unclean spirit out of you. We need, whatever you are possessing, get rid of it. Whatever is holding you back from following me. <sighs> get rid of it. Get rid of it. And that way you could pick up your cross and follow me. And Jesus, what Jesus offered him was discipleship. Laying down your life for me. Discipleship. And Jesus said, I'm showing you by example what you need to do. But instead, the Bible says he walked away. He walked away from Jesus. He didn't want to hear what Jesus was saying. The only thing he wanted to hear was, I just need to know how to get to heaven. Jesus said, no, no, I'm not going to talk about you. He says, yeah, you'll have treasures in heaven, but we don't talk about your life here on earth. And he said, no, 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 I, I, I want to I keep my stuff, and I want to live the way that I want to live. And, and when, I, when I feel bad about what I'm doing, I'll just, you know, I'll do it, and then I know later on I can just repent, and God, gives, God forgives me. God forgives me. Can you guys, do you guys read the Bible? It says that when you, when you continue in sin, knowing that you're in sin, that there's no forgiveness for that sin, when you keep doing it, I suspect that the rich young ruler would have eagerly accepted Jesus as a substitute. But the subtle, the subtle implication is that since Jesus died on the cross, I don't have to die. That's what it is. But like all other suggestions of the adversary, this too is only part of the truth. For the whole truth is this, that the work of the cross is twofold. We can embrace both of them. We have to embrace both sides of the cross, not just one. We cannot discard one for the other. Now, as I close, you may be concerned that here at church, Wherever church you may belong to, I don't know if you're, you're online, but if, if, if we make salvation contingent on discipleship, then few people will ever get saved. <laughs> you guys hear what I'm saying? If we make salvation contingent on discipleship, then few people will get saved. We're like, well, let's just get them saved. And then we'll teach them about discipleship. That's not how it works. 
Do you know when Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost when he was preaching, Peter didn't stand up and sat down and, and when he goes, okay, everybody come. Now, if you guys believe that Jesus Christ, you believe in Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and you're going to receive him in your heart. He didn't say that. You know what he said? And they were pricked in their heart. And they were pricked. Something in their heart made them feel sorrowful about the condition they were in. And when you feel like that, that's when all of a sudden you go, man, I got to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he was saying. Acts chapter 2. Repent. Repentance isn't just so much out of your mouth. It's a heart condition. And when the heart happens, see what happens in here, when your heart changes, it'll happen on the outside. You'll see the difference. No longer will God's church continue to, to give the lie to the people of thinking, oh, I can just get saved. No, there's two sides of this cross. One is that God is our substitute. And but as I said earlier, you can't just take one side of the cross. You got to take them both or don't take them at all. Why? Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which lead unto life. And few, there are few that find it. Do you guys realize that the Bible was written to the church? Oh, I wish you got The Bible was for the church, not the world. So I don't, I don't even argue with people that walk the Bible. I don't, I don't need to argue with them. We're in church. For us, the words for us, and Jesus warned us. He said, "Straight is the gate, and narrow is the path, and there's few that find it. There's few people that will be in the house of God that will never find the path." That's exactly what Jesus meant. How do I know that a person has found that narrow path? How do I know that you're being, uh, that you picked up your cross and you're following Jesus? And that's like I said earlier, because there's going to be fruit. It's going to be fruit, y'all. I, I can tell. Can, can, I just, can I just share something? Why do churches have to beg people to serve? Why, why do we make sure that we come and sit in the seats and then go home and don't do nothing? I think, in the, in the, I think we know what the word says. He says, the greatest in my kingdom is the servant of all. Well, if you ain't serving in church, maybe you ain't saved. Let me help you out. Christian is to be Christ-like. To be Christ-like means that Christ was a servant. Jesus said, I came not to be served, but to serve. Some people know. A few, there's a few people. But yet we'll come to church. Preacher, pastor. Yes, sir. I'm saved. You ain't served anybody or anything, but. That's why he said, deny yourself. 
deny yourself. There's going to be fruit. Yeah, I know some people are they're doing stuff like, yeah, I, I go out and feed the poor. And I do this, and that's great. God bless you. But you're doing that. It's okay. But didn't I say that the Bible was meant for the church? You got, some of you guys aren't even going to like this. He says, well, what about the poor? You know, God said we're supposed to help the poor and the needy, and, and we're supposed to make sure that people, you know, the, the elderly and the widows, are we, well, aren't we, the, isn't the church supposed to do that? Yes, the church is supposed to give charity. Don't get me wrong. But the church is supposed to take care of the church. We have poor, we have needy, we have hungry, we have widows here in the church. And we're so busy going out to help others that are people in the church that aren't being served. I'm sorry. So what are we to do? Should we continue to give false comfort for those unwilling to take up their cross? To deny their self and follow Jesus? By no means. Instead, let us endeavor as a church to reign with Christ, to suffer with him. Not those who hear, but those that do. Make sure that we are the ones that are putting into practice the word of God. We will be the true disciples. This is why it's imperative to stay the course with growth groups. You guys with me? Imperative. Why? Because growth groups mean we are growing together. Yeah. Churches are, church is changing. I'm telling you, the, the format of church is changing now. Tradition is good. I believe in tradition. I love old saints. I, I love the old hymns. I love them still to this day. But the church, the, the format is changing. Why? Because God wants his church to do what he commanded, and that's to go ye therefore and, and baptize them and just make disciples of every nation. Straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leads to life. Will you be the ones that will find it? May the Lord Jesus Christ himself bear witness of these things which were said to you today. Amen? Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You guys pray with me. Heavenly Father, I just truly thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, and we will take what we heard today and we will hide it in our hearts that we might not sin against you. Lord, we thank you that even as Peter said, that we heard the word and we were pricked in our hearts. Lord, I pray today that fruit of repentance shall bear forth through all of our lives. Lord, I thank you that you have, uh, have made us uh, uh, be with you on the cross, but also you've also given, made an example for us on our, with our own cross. Show us how to bear our cross and follow you daily. Lord, we thank you that as we leave this place, you said you would never leave us nor forsake us. Give us traveling mercies to get to our places appointed. Lord, I thank you right now that even in our mouths, Lord, that the word of God, the word of healing is in our mouths, that we may 
give hope to this world. Lord, I thank you for those that are even um, listening right now on the internet, God. That they have a place to go out and, and, and minister to at their jobs, at their schools, in their homes. To give people the hope, the hope of the world. Jesus Christ. We thank you for that, Lord. We love you. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. Give God a praise. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.